The table is set. The world is ready. All work is done. So what now? Now it's time to welcome him in. Hi, I'm Rifki, and you are listening to Olive All Over, where we learn to live Geula now. This week's Yicha summary is dedicated in honor of Mashiach's birthday. He was born to Shabbat, and we can't wait to celebrate the grand celebration of Mashiach's arrival with the coming of Mashiach today. Woohoo! So, Parshas Baschana, and here we go. There can be times in our life when we feel like Hashem is just making a mistake. Why in the world did that not happen this way? Like, I get it, Hashem, somehow, but like, why? So, Maisha didn't go into Eretz Like, I get it, Hashem, somehow, but like, why? Why couldn't Maisha just bring the Eden into Eretz What was the whole situation there? And let's find out how literally everything is perfectly planned. And there's so much behind every single thing in Tyra that is crafted just for B'nai Yisrael to reach our full potential. Let's go. Every week on Shabbos, the Haftarah is connected to that week's Parsha. Now, we are going to have seven weeks of comforting Haftarahs. Let's see how Nachamu Nachamu, this week's the first of the seven comforting Haftarahs, is connected to the Parsha that we're in, Parsha's Veschan. And we see it very clearly. Because Nachamu Nachamu, this double comfort, is a comfort on the first and second base of Mikdash. And guess what happens in Veschanan? Maisha is asking Hashem actually 515 requests to enter into Eretz Yisrael. So the Yidin could finally have the ultimate Geula. But the question is, how in the world is that a connection? Because in the whole thing of this week's Parsha, we see how Maisha's requests were not granted. And Yeshua took them into Eretz Yisrael instead. Which kind of shows on the start of Gullus how things, quote unquote, didn't really work out as planned. So how is this double comfort connected to Parsha's Veschanan? So we know the whole thing of things being doubled. Kiflaim Tushia. And like, Tushia means Yeshua. Salvation is connected to really the Geula. Like we see, there's five letters in the Torah that can be doubled. Like, Pei and Langerfe or Chaf and Langerchaf. There's five of these letters, and they each have a pasuk that's connected to Gula. So we see how this double letter situation is really connected to Gula. We also see this doubling showing on Gula from the words in the Torah. It says nasein titain, you should give. It says it in two different kinds of ways, nasein and titain, and Chazal say afilu me'pamim, showing that when it says something doubled, it doesn't mean you should only give it two times. Even a hundred times you should give. And a hundred times, not limited to a hundred times, it's a hint to an unlimited amount. Like, whoa, even a hundred times. And this hints to Gula. Gula is going to be this unlimited time in history where we're going to have this unlimited light of Hashem. So everything that we are going to be able to do and we are going to be in this unlimited amount of space and in a time of unlimitedness, like Chaim Nitzchim, etc., etc. So we see from this doubling, it really shows on Gula because it's, a start of a hint to show us of this time that will be just bleakful without a limit. Let's zoom into the wording nachmu nachmu. So there's many words in Tyra that are doubled, which hint to geula. For example, 
Tzamach Yitzmach, Pachay Pekadeti, when the Yidin were told us in Mitzrayim, Lech Lecha, all of these words show on leaving a Gala space and entering a Gula space. But the fact that they're not the same exact word, for example, Pachay is the Shairesh, Pekadeti is the action, Lech means to go, Lecha means to you, it shows that each word has something that the other word doesn't have. On the other hand, Nachamu Nachamu is the same exact word repeated two times. This is an expression of Geula. It's an expression of the infinite dimension. That there's no change. It's connected to Hashem himself. So Nachamu Nachamu is a complete comfort for the first and second Bismikdash. Because each one, the first Bismikdash, had an advantage over the other one. Over the second one. What was the advantage? It had five things that were not present in the second Mesa Mikdash. It was much holier. But the second Mesa Mikdash had an advantage over the first. It lasted longer and it was greater. And the third Mesa Mikdash is going to be a comfort over both of them because it's going to have the highest revelation of Alekus. It's like the number three, right? You have one and two. And the third one, it connects the two together and is greater than both. The third Mesa Mikdash is going to have the both advantages of the first and the second, but it's going to be everlasting and even like greater than both of them together. And speaking about differences, we see that in Parshas Veschana, there's something really special that's repeated. Raise your hand if you know what that is. Exactly. <laughs> the Sarah said the voice are repeated again. They were written in Parshas Gisrei and they were repeated again in Parshas Veschanan. Now there is a difference between the two. In Parshas Yisrael, it's more referring to the Yidin, how they were on a level of a tzaddik. And it explains the revelation of the Sarasadibrites from above. There was thunder, there was lightning, it was an amazing experience. In Parshas Veschanan, the Yidin were just being rebuked by Maisha and they were more on the level of a Balchuva. And it really describes there how the world took it, how the world accepted these words. And again, when speaking about the time of Mashiach, we are going to have the Milais of both these Luchais. Because we're going to have Tarachadasha Me'iti Teitze. On the one hand, we're going to have Me'iti. It's coming from Hashem himself, like the godly revelation from above, like the first Luchais that were written in the Torah. And then we're also going to have Teitze. It's going to come into this world, into every single part of the physical dimension of the world we live in. Hinting to like the second Luchas, how they really, how it really explains how the world accepted it, how they were on the level of the Balchuba. So the fact that Maisha did not bring the Eden into Eretz was actually leaving space for something even greater, for the Mila of Yeshua. The Mila of Yeshua was really working with the Tachtain, unlike Maisha, who was working with the Elyain, or just like a revelation from above. That's why when Yeshua conquered the land, it took seven years of fighting and then seven years of dividing the land. And even after we got at Yisrael, we're still 2,000 years in Galus, working, refining the world, elevating the sparks, and we're working to get back to Eretz Yisrael. How? By bringing the holiness of Eretz Yisrael into every single part of my life now, this Avaida is going to bring us to the ultimate Gula. And when Gula comes, we're going to have the Mila. Now of Maisha and Yeshua, the Mila of above and the Mila of below. So the fact that Maisha didn't take the Eden and Eretz Yisrael gave the space for the Avaita of the Tachtain, which is the ultimate Geula, 
Gula is not just when we have the revelation from above. And it's not just when the work comes from below. Gula is when we have the merge of the two together. And that's why we needed Yeshua to bring us into Eretz Yisrael. So we can work on the land. We can work on refining the sparks now. And we will reach the ultimate Gula, which will then be everlasting and amazingly greater than each of them on their own. Now the Rebbe is going to bring in so many different cool facts showing how the year that he said the Sikha in Tafshin and Aleph, it was actually a Shabbos, Tess Zion Menachemov, and the Rebbe says, guys, yesterday was Friday, Tess Vav Menachemov, Tubav. What month are we in? We're in the month of Mashiach, right? Menachem of. And we know that Mashiach's name is Menachem. Not only that, he was born on Tess of. So by the time Tuba of comes, we know for sure Mashiach was born. And it's when the moon is complete. Showing how the Yidin who are compared to the moon are complete. And when are we going to be fully complete with the ultimate Gula? So it's the completion of the month. The whole moon is complete of the month of Geula. Hinting to the Yidin will be complete when Geula comes. And not only that, yesterday was Friday. Friday hints the time we're in now. The millennia that we're in now, we're on Friday afternoon after Chatzais. We're really, really ready for Mashiach. The table is set. The world is ready, right? So there was saying like, really, 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 everything is so connected in the time that we are in now. To Gula. And not only that, on Tes Vav, Menachem Av, Antubav, the nights start getting longer. Look at your windows and check the clocks. You'll see the nights start getting longer. And what does that mean? Now we have more time to learn Tyra. And the Rebbe says, all Yidin can be assumed to conduct themselves in a proper and kosher manner. So we presume that they have fixed times for learning Tyra. And therefore, when they increase their learning, they're not just increasing it in their natural sense because they already naturally have a schedule for learning. No, no, no. If they're adding and learning, it means they are going beyond their ordinary limits. Can you imagine? The Urba, like loves us, trusts us, and assumes that we all are doing what our limit is. And if we're adding, it means we're going beyond our limits. And the Rebbe is saying, hey, that is tapping to the infinite potential in every year's neshama. And when we do that, we are ushering in the time of seeing the unlimited potential reveal itself in this world, which is going to be the, with the time of Geula, right? We're going to have the revelation of Atzbos. We're going to have unlimited lifetime, Chaim Nitzchim. So by us adding entire learning, and they were saying like, in an unlimited way, we are bringing in that time of the bleak vul of Gula. And the Rebbe continues and says, we actually are starting to see, right? We're in the era of Tavshin and Olive, Niflais Arenu, to see miracles right now. There is a convention of Shluchim being held in Russia. And there's sessions being held in Lubavitch. And they're going to visit the caver of Reblevik, whose yard site is on Chaf of, right? Coming up. And the Rebbe says, literally this town that fought against Yidin learning Tyra, it itself is honoring the shluchim and helping them to advance their activities by making this gathering to strengthen themselves. That is so geuladik. And not only that, we're in the 11th month 
from Tishrei, which shows on a level above Seder Hishtalshlus. And if you count from Nisan, we're in the fifth month. And if you listen to the previous Sichais, you'll know that the number five shows on like the level of Pari, which is completely above Seder Hishtalshlus, showing how all of this really connects to Gula. Not only that, we're starting the second half of the month. We're almost getting ready for the month of Elul and the last month of Tavshin and Aleph. Basically, we are preparing for Geula and we're actually starting to see it in the world. And they're saying it's time to taste from the food of Geula by starting to live Geula. What is living Geula? Living in this space of unlimitedness, adding in both Nigla and Pnimi Satara in a way that we think we might be you know, not able to, but by starting and making a set time for learning, we will see, hey, I have an Ashama. I can do actually incredible things. And we should start learning about Gula, both in Nigla and in Pnimius, and best to learn it in groups of 10. And the Rabbi then finishes off the Sicha by connecting it to this week's Pirkei Avais. Parak Shlishi, it says, is Stakel Bishloisha Devarim. Focus deeply on three things, and you will not come to... To sin, and the Rebbe is saying Vishlaisha, This number three is referring and hinting to Geula. We have to be histakel. We have to be really invested in bringing Geula. This number three, and how do we do that? By focusing on the, what the three things the world stands on: Taira, Avida, and Gemilat Chasadim. Adding and investing ourselves in Taira learning, in Avida and Davening, and in Gemilat Chasadim, helping out others in an incredible, unlimited way. We will bring the Geula and Yiratzain through really investing ourselves into making Geula my project, not the Rebbe's or someone else's project, but taking it into our hands. We will see Mashiach today. We will enter into Eretz into Yerushalayim, to the base of Mikdash Shlishi, and we will be able to point with our finger, the Rebbe says, and we will say, Hine elikenu zek kivinu like. This is Hashem. By learning Hasidus now, when Mashiach comes, we'll be like, oh, yeah, that is what it was saying. Oh. So to go back now, how does Nachamu Nachamu connect with Parshas Veschanan? It's very simple. Veschanan shows us that we were sent the long way into the world. Maisha did not take us into Israel. We had to go through Yeshua, which means we had to do a lot of work and we are still doing work, which we're basically done at this point. Because specifically through work is what will bring us the Geula, the Nachmu, Nachmu, the double comfort of the first and second base of Mikdash. What will be the comfort? By getting the third, which will be greater and include both my life at the first and second, but totally beyond both of them. Thank you for tuning in to Aleph All Over. Through our efforts of living Gula, may we merit to welcome in Mashiach right now. <laughs>